Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts, Justine Brubelard, Serena Dixon, and Allison Weaver. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. On this week's episode, we will be critiquing The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Episode 3. As our show will feature a lot of critiques, we also want to ensure that we provide possible solutions or suggestions for how different improvements could have been made and praise things that went well. We aim to be balanced and thorough. Check out our Patreon for exclusive subscriber benefits and merch if you like what you hear. Our link is available in our show notes. Now, without further ado, let's dive into our discussion. The thing the show is lacking overall is consistency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just straight consistency. Consistency between writing, consistency with editing, consistency with how it's directed, consistency with how it's lit. Just consistency. (laughs) It's so inconsistent. (laughs) It's... Yeah. Also, why does Bronwyn wear blue? And all the rest of the people in her town are wearing uh, like earthy colors. Yeah, or gray to make her stand really, out. I know, but still. But then her son is still department. wearing the same earthy colors. They're still wearing the same clothes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one costume for the whole show, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> We've seen that so before. Far, so far, Gladriel's only worn the freaking. Gladriel has two out. costumes now. Finally. She's oh, finally changed she did out of wear the blue gown. thing or whatever <laughs> color it was. She's not in the night. Which gown brings anymore. us, which brings us to props. And yes, it does. Wardrobe things. I appreciate that she was out of the nightgown, and yes, the nightgown was a little bit dirty in yeah. the beginning, but only like below her knees. So I had a bit of a problem with that, <laughs> but that's okay. We tried this time. Yeah, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel that that was an improvement oh. for her wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I just had an editing comment. Pop okay, in my head. we can go back to that. Yeah. Um, I don't need this to. This is gonna. This is gonna this happen every time. Have to, like, I gotta remember that over something there later. Time. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Um, when was his name? The dude. The Albrand. Yes, that. Okay, you keep forgetting his name. Okay, so when Halbrand nicks the dagger back, yeah, I'm like, I know he's doing it, but like they don't show you at all, and it's like the sloppiest, Mm. like trying to make it look like he's sleight of hand, and I'm just like, I know he's doing a sleight of hand and pickpocketing, but why don't you show that right Mm -hmm. instead of making it look like this big fumble and just really it just made it look really strange because they didn't show you what he was actually doing whereas every Mm -hmm. other show i've ever seen will actually show you what he's doing which is why i knew what he was doing (laughs) because i have all that prior experience but they don't show you and that's like the number one rule of filmmaking is show rather than tell Mm -hmm. show the action yeah why aren't you showing but i feel like there's like i completely agree with you but i will say it's like show show rather than like there are times when you can skip the showing for reveals later, which I think is what they tried to do here. They just didn't yeah. do it well. And they were like, insert really awkward, weird, huggy thing in front of they everyone. They could have at least done a wider <laughs> shot for that. If they want to do it that way, just do a little bit wider shot, not so close up. But we can't see any, like, it's just, it just looks so awkward. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. like, why is he randomly hug? Who would ran- hug a dude? What? <laughs> This doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. We're just gonna oh yeah, sure, I'll accept the hug from this dude I don't know. Um <laughs> for no reason. And yeah. It was very out of place. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. you could have at least done a wider and shot. I think that's I think that's what is but, confusing with the shot. 
Go ahead, Justine. No, I was going to say, we have found a point of, of uh, consistency. Wow, which one? <laughs> this, is, this is leading from last episode when we're like, okay, this blade is causing problems. <laughs> right? The disappearing dagger. <laughs> the, the disappearing, reappearing I think we need dagger. To, I, think that... we, I think you could make the episode title, The Disappearing Dagger. <laughs> what that. that dagger do? What that dagger done? <laughs> uh but let me see the prop thing i like the library props that was lovely mm -hmm. bravo oh, I love those shelves yeah yes. that, was, that was well done so happy i would so live there out of the prop department right now <laughs> they're just consistent they are the consistency most of the time i love mm -hmm. these people so uh loved that loved the boat let me tell you, they did a great job mm, with the boats. Mm -hmm. I'm a boat person. I understand boats. I understand how boats work. And I can tell if a boat is fake. And they actually really did great with that. Mm. Oh, my goodness, guys. You nailed it. So mm -hmm. that's beautiful. I also like how they're, I said this somewhere else, but you know, the boats of Numenor remind me a lot of the Chinese junks from the old days of the Chinese naval explorations um, mm -hmm. in the old dynasties especially the way the sails are, the way they kind of bring the sails up and down. Like, it reminds me a lot about that. I really appreciated that nod a lot because the Chinese were some of the first people to do the exploration and colonizing of Southeast Asia and traveling around to many places by sea. They have amazing naval history, naval technologies, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to that because that was very nicely done. I really appreciated that. And then I also think this can go props can go with the kind of set, whatever mm -hmm. situation Concur. that we're talking about because they're related. But mm -hmm. um, when they were trying to bring back historical elements, I like how they bring certain historical elements into their set design. I really think that's beautiful. I'm sorry, I don't like your styrofoam, but your ideas are great. Like, mm -hmm. I think they really try to, to take all of the old cultures of the world, or at least many of them, major ones, and put them into their designs for different people groups. So that was, yeah. cool. now I tell you what, the weaponry man, still sometimes it's not practical but at least i'm not like why are you bringing a huge sword up a mountain mm, <laughs> like last time yeah well i don't know i was like oh. <laughs> speaking of swords <laughs> no the me. very first orc that falls during that whole battle scene has a big old sword right and you see it kind of go flying out of his and you're like where's Where's the elf that jumps on that sword? And later on, you see the elf that apparently jumped on that sword, but bro didn't know how to use a sword. So he gets killed, right? like, look at his flat. And so I'm just like, why? Like, how does he not know how to use a sword though? Why is he getting killed, look at his flat? That's the question. Yeah. And like, how did you not like, okay, I get the people with the chains being like, let's tug a war, you snitches out into the sun. Yeah, I get but that. But yeah. at the same time, like, bro with the sword should have been like yeah while you guys are trying to like while you're pulling them i'm gonna like attack with the totally, sword. totally yeah like, like we like these people have like trained in this like made mm -hmm. look like They're i mean soldier. and i get i get like the there has been war for a thousand years they probably got lackadaisical a little bit you know but like not that lackadaisical right like I know I'm sitting here like on my couch, you know, whatever. No, and you Even think about a Rondier is very talented in his mm -hmm. skills as a warrior. And if you're gonna have the same caliber people out there protecting your outpost, then they shouldn't be dropping like flies. Mm -mm. They made it way mm -hmm. too easy to kill them. Right. I have a prop comment. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, when we're first going through, it's not technically a tunnel. It's it's more like a covered trench. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. When we're first going through that, 
there was a moment that caught my eye. I want to I wonder if anybody else noticed that uh, one of the orcs weapons, it was off to the left of the screen, I think. I saw it wiggle. Like I saw the, oh, yeah. I saw the point, <laughs> point of the weapon. It was like, you guys have how much money in your budget? You mm-hmm. couldn't have um, mm-hmm. made that a little better. Uh, like, but you know also we have to say that the, like that <laughs> we have to say that there were some COVID restrictions so we will give them some credit but still it shouldn't be that obvious no it's you just can at least use cardboard or like or like tie line or something to keep it up <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. just in a, you know overall if you've got a billion dollar budget why doesn't it look like it <laughs> right it should look like it Numenor looks like it. Numenor's set <laughs> looks like it. I do have some really uh, cool things I noticed about Numenor. Yeah, I, okay. even, I even told my fiance, I was like, hold on, I'm going to nerd out a minute. You should. Um, but that's, I don't even know what category that would be in because technically just, it was Just CGI. put it in a nerd out category for now. This is the <laughs> Baker sidebar. nerding out. <laughs> <laughs> Special episode. When they're going down the, I think it was a river, and you see on the the walls of the the canyon all the different faces and statues, and I'm just like, it just it reminded me of all the the broken, dilapidated, uh, left to nature, you know, giant statues, and you know, the 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 different things we would see around in Lord of the Rings that was, rem- you know, proof of how old everything is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you use, and I was just like, these are the guys that did all that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got really excited. Yeah, I got, I got really excited, excited too. Like, I got the- really excited about the Numenor and the connection with Aragorn and, and it actually, because we've read the books, we already know there's, what was it? Elrond's brother had. Elros, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, help found Numenor. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I had to tell my fans, I'm like, so you remember I told you he's related to, to Elrond mm-hmm. and that's how, because in and in and in, and he's the heir of, from, of Isildur who, this, this mm-hmm. is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, other than that, that was, like, the only really exciting part I had about the whole Numenor thing. <laughs> I enjoyed the sculptures. I enjoyed mm-hmm. a lot of the prop work. I enjoyed the little Easter eggs that they left for us from the Silmarillion. Those were mm-hmm. nice. Um, really just so grateful to the, those those little elements that kept me actually looking at the screen. I just remembered yeah. something because I remember telling my fiance this. And I was, I have a map of Middle Earth in my living room. That's how much of a nerd I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we're talking with um, Halbrand, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's talking about the Southlands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he shows, and they pull out the map. I looked at that map and I went, wait a minute. And I looked up at my map and went, that's Mordor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It becomes Mordor. Everything lines mm-hmm. up to exactly where it is on my map. That's huge Which, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which transitions perfectly. Are there. <laughs> takes us straight to our next point. Go ahead. I was thinking this Tell episode <clears throat> about the continuity of like continuity is not the right word of the kind of whisper down the alley effect of but no of the the mark Mm -hmm. you know yeah Sauron's mark like Sauron's mark and I I, I'm I've tried different ways to justify in my head and I have justified it because it's super important blah 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 size and people and memories and it was carved on our brother and yada yada but everybody like remembers it so perfectly you know we're like in real life. It 
it wouldn't be that perfectly matching all the time. Mm. No, no, it wouldn't be. And like, even so, like, I was thinking if I, as like, just a person who saw it, like, I think to draw it, I would have drawn it like instead of mountain looking things I may have put like diamonds there like you know what I mean like just seeing it and like being like okay it was kind of like this you know mm. but like for mm. them to for it to like match up so perfectly like oh those are obviously you know you turn it like this and it's mountains and it's that and it's perfect mm. and it's this part of the map you know and I was just like but really have you ever played Pictionary and so this one spy happened to be a Pictionary guy, you know, and like, apparently Gladrell is like, you know, it's like, was, is, I don't know. So I was just, I just spent some time thinking about that. Um, well, and that, that gets me thinking about Sauron's mark in general, like, that just essentially, I mean, it's, it has been admittedly a long time since I've read the Lord of the Rings story. Um, but it seems to me that whatever Sauron's mark significance is, it has no connection to the rest of Sauron's story with the ring. Unless he marks people to mark his territory like a dog. Maybe, mm -hmm. but it's like a slave this owner is, this is the right? precursor to you know this shows essentially the precursor to the fellowship mm -hmm. yeah and right. there's no shown sauron's mark there's no mention of sauron's mark there's right it's not in the book yeah mm -hmm. it's like okay so you guys just made this for this and it has no connection to the rest mm -hmm. of middle earth i think they're trying to make like to to let people cue in to when is the baddies, you know what? Like mm -hmm. those little Easter eggs that Hollywood does to like mm -hmm. say, oh, we're about to do something with the baddies now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you got works. <laughs> I mean, I it's not it's not like you're playing with two groups of men and you're trying to like make, you know make the who's who stand out you're you've got you wear black and you wear white <laughs> you, got, you know mythological beings. you've got orcs and goblins and mm -hmm. vile looking creatures that's more than enough to say oh those are the bad guys because mm. duh <laughs> they look well, like i know the bad guys. <laughs> but the thing is um, i think they i think they overdid it a little with that mm-hmm I have one more prop slash design sure. slash set design note. And it could just be me. So this is kind of a question, mm. but in the whole, um, during the left behind ceremony and later on with the stranger, he didn't seem that tall to me anymore. Like I feel like he's in the previous episodes, <laughs> he seemed taller in comparison <laughs> to the Harfoots, and this di he didn't. Can he shape? And it could uh, again. It could just be me. He seemed pretty tall to me. He I mean, he tall. was in the Harfoot camp and bumbling around like a bull in a china shop because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he, he didn't know where anything. But he did tower over their cart pretty hot pretty i mean my no he didn't he was like his head was well, even with yeah, the cart you're right he could have been taller my issue with that is it's like <laughs> why isn't he pulling the cart yeah i thought that at the <laughs> like, end i thought i was, was expecting like, pushing it i was like i was totally oh. expecting him to be, get in front and pull the cart because he's so much bigger it's like right. that would have been easy for him but no he's pushing it we still got the dude with the broken ankle pulling the cart I know. I thought he was gonna like sit on it. <laughs> also, and stranger was gonna sense. be like, "I got you, bro." But he's also. I mean, I guess we have to think about it. Like the stranger is technically still like weak. He's yeah. like he looks kind of starved he's and getting draggled. Right. He fell from yeah. the sky. We don't even know what the hell he's been through or who he is. So right. <laughs> and he I doesn't do know have, either. <laughs> I do have a prediction that what are they? The Brandyfoots. Mm -hmm. Are definitely related to Bilbo. Mary. Oh, 
they're very they're they're demeanor and how like goofy they are yeah. is very similar to mary i like that i i like that a lot i i was saying i said it last night i'm like i think mary's related to them i think they're mary's distant relations because they're so oh good point like especially the dad mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was something that really Oh, I would that be the sweetest if Poppy was like a distant relation of Sam? Oh yeah, I thought of that because <laughs> she's like, like yeah. Poppy's like the grandma of great great whatever grandma of Sam. Mm-hmm. She she does give off Sam vibes. Mm-hmm. Like the logical friend who's like, mm. you're doing something stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> Right. where do you get these ideas um, you're doing something stupid but i'm not gonna let you do it by yourself you need to have yeah. someone responsible to make sure you don't go too stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so yeah she's very much the sam to nori's frodo mm-hmm. no yeah nori's very curious and free for adventure and wants to do the right thing and Poppy is just like fine. Cautious. Guess if you're gonna do this, I'm gonna at least be there. Make sure you don't mm-hmm. get hurt or get in worse like trouble. Like the cautious, grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I think you need that, like two mm-hmm. two 100%. sides for the story, and I think it works. That works. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, yeah, it's a really good time. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah transitions into story and let's go into story well. time uh story <laughs> and I, hair and makeup and acting etc the catch-all category stunts i still have an issue with galadriel and how she's portrayed as consistently being like hot-headed and, and eloquent and very single-minded she would have been I could, eloquent i could be sold i could be sold on like the single-mindedness and even a dash of hot-headedness, a dash. But I feel like she's like 80% hot-headedness. She's too brazen. <laughs> and yeah, and brazen. And she's she's eloquent when she's like telling a story or talking about the past. But then mm-hmm. the moment she has to interact with another being of any sort... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she loses all eloquence and becomes this like hot-headed crazy person and you're like are you 16 what is happening here like no yeah. you're like a million years old she's so yeah. old. Where did she, all that wisdom go she does <laughs> have she that I war. know more than you like vibe and you know just She's not being very diplomatic about anything. She's just like, no, this is what has to happen. We're, we, we're doing this. It's mm-hmm. like, where, where, where's the dialogue and the compromise? Yeah, and I, like, could see, I could see her being as hot-headed as she was in Numenor. If there was like some, I feel like they needed to insert some sort of inciting incident that mm-hmm. just like sets her off. And then she's just like, eek. But no, she was just like right away. We're like she wouldn't have she wouldn't have been that way with yeah. This is a writing the queen, you know. So I was like, there would have been respectful to the queen. She's an elf. There should have been some slight that happened that like set her off in that direction. And then when she pulled like, who is this mortal? The card later, I was like, oh, here we go. for me i agree with you that she's too one-dimensional right now i feel like she might be operating out of uh ptsd for example which could be true Mm. but at the same time you would also see that break off a little bit sometimes you Mm -hmm. know what i mean when i have i feel like myself from different inciting Mm -hmm. incidents in my life to say the least and like when you're going through that you know, when you're in that trauma cycle in your head, you guys know what I'm talking about. When you're in yeah. the trauma cycle in your head, you go into that mode, right? You're That's in a mode, true. whatever your mode is, you're there. And sometimes it takes a while to get out of that. 
So she mm-hmm. may be in yeah. social trauma cycle mode, but then there are times where she should break out of it a little bit because you're not always yeah. constantly on that mode when you're, at least my experience, I'm not going to talk to the psychologist because I certainly am not, but disclaimer guys, I have nothing to do with psychology, <laughs> but, but no, it feels like she's constantly in this PTSD mode, which really does cloud your vision. Mm-hmm. But I wish that they would allow her to snap out of it sometimes because you don't consistently stay there, even if you are. Yeah, and, and even like see that snap into it. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, I, I feel like it just feels like she's a different person sometimes. Right. But not in a way where you feel like it feels like it was a filming and editing mistake as opposed to part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. I think and that's, so, the, like, that's the confusing part with her. Yeah. Yeah, like if you'd capture those moments of when she goes from being like super eloquent and telling you like all about Numenor and the history and all, oh, we're gonna find out why they don't allow elves anymore to being like, I don't need your permission for that number. Like what? She sounds like she's on the street in London or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then what do you think? What do you guys think of Alindio? I like him. Mm-hmm. He's not bad. No, and I, I, I like. There was some. There was some parts where he did seem like that, you know, strict father. But then, you know, he kind of made that like jest at one of his kids, and it was like, oh, so he's not a complete ass. Cool. <laughs> you know, he's got that humor side, that caring side. I I do really like him. I don't really like his door how he's portrayed mm-hmm. I, the sealer feels weak very weak yeah um and we but he also feels like a 16 year old boy you know yeah like i don't like him but like at the same time um yeah is halbrand a character they made for the show halbrand yeah they made that character it feels like it you know mister <laughs> i'm an exiled king Oh, my land has no king because I'm not there. Okay, we've had this. I know, I know I said this earlier, but just to reiterate, don't rehash the same character trope. But it worked so well the first time. Yeah, because it's Aragorn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the heir mm. to the king of, heir to the throne of Gondor, one of the, you know, the biggest city of man in the third age that that's of huge significance but halbrand who's some leader of the southlands which we now know becomes mordor it's like what's the mm. he's an irrelevant mm-hmm. character why do you why are you trying to make him aragorn 2.0 because he's never gonna be as cool i don't care what he's wearing i don't care <laughs> Like what sort of carrying. what he's wearing? Nothing. He's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing crap. <laughs> like you he, know, I, he's in New I was kind of like, okay, clothes. <laughs> I was so stoked that Gladro finally got clothes. And he's still wearing rags. He's still wearing what he was wearing in the shipwreck. And like, oh, oh, so that and you don't really like, give a shit about elves, a, but you'll clothe them. <laughs> yeah, and right, he, he stirs up a bunch though. of trouble. Yeah, I really love the part where he just gets in a huge fight and I'm like, you know you're in a place you're not allowed to leave and you're just made it way worse to get out see, of there. See, that <laughs> one is one where I can I feel like that that was a PTSD sort of trigger. And when he was like, don't don't do this. Like, just don't. Because I feel like bro has had to fight for his life a ton. Exactly. And like there's like an off switch and there's an on switch. And when the switch is on, like, I don't think he can stop himself. And so that was one where like, okay, if we did more things like that with Galadriel, then I, I like could understand yeah. the PTSD mm-hmm. angle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't I mind think, if he I think there's the things they could have done better. Like if they inserted, like if they focused in more on like the switch with him, like mm-hmm. maybe did a couple close-ups when he hit the ground there 
of like maybe like a little eye twitch here or a little something where you know like or like even like a shot where because I've seen I, I can't even think of any of the shows or movies that I've seen this in but I've seen like when people go into like episodes like the shot of like the pupil just like getting a little bigger mm-hmm. um so I think inserting something like that there might have like helped a little bit to keep people along but I didn't hate that I didn't love it but I didn't hate it I don't like him as a character at all and finding and getting confirmation that he's irrelevant to the actual story as far as like he doesn't really exist in the rest in the actual story also I found it very annoying out of character and I don't know what the writers were thinking I'm sorry my friends I appreciate the work you put into this but okay so we go we're in the scene they're headed into the throne room Gladrell mm-hmm. is telling Hellborn all about like you know the history behind this place okay he's five yeah. seconds old she's a million years old she's setting the stage the moment they get in there she's taking cues from him he's like like why like new <laughs> and then she goes and he's like oh sorry I'm like what what like he you know Numenor better than he does why are you listening he knows Numenor like the back of her hand yeah and he so knows, like why she should know the customs listening? so why is mm-hmm. he taking the reins that it, weird it, power dynamic shift that weird really misogynistic power dynamic shift like I'm the man, so you gotta you listen to what I say because I I'm a man and you're an elf and and we're in man's world. Anyways, that's me speculating. Um, She's gonna go down that bunny trail for a while. <laughs> Let's not do that right now. I'm I'm stopping myself here, but um, it just felt very like I know more than you. All of a sudden, it's like you're speaking with an elf. Yeah, like, I feel like I didn't take that as like a his character thing. I more felt like. Screw up. But I don't know. Maybe it could be like a character thing. I was like, oh mm-hmm. I think I know more than you, even though I like I know more than you. And he, he kind of does, like in the dialogue they've had, he kind of does think he knows more than her sometimes. Which he I think is why I find how so old annoying. She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just sees a young girl and goes, Oh, she doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not gonna add any more. And her character couldn't. We could go yeah, on. Her character can't even stop herself from telling you every five seconds how old she is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you guys can insinuate where I'm going on that rabbit hole trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But puppets. So that you saw that they were doing her story right on the puppeteering thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like okay at first I was like okay whatever and then I'm like this like they're trying to get back to like and this legend you know what I mean like Galadriel the legend was in Numenor before la 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 like you know it's like a fairy story kind of thing I feel like it's maybe like the faithful bar or something like that right but it really I was like I'm not exactly feeling this because Number one, it kept like going back and forth too much. I felt very distracted by it. This may be just me. Some people liked it, I think. Uh, I just, I felt like, okay, you, you want to focus on that? Focus on that for a little while. And then bring it back over to here, wherever the thing is happening. Or like make it really stand out. Like when you're using that puppeteer. I like the puppets they as far as they're designed well da 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 okay great but i don't it's feel like they use them for symbolic effect very well honestly mm-hmm. i would if i would have wanted to do it differently because i think i mean we always think our idea is the best right but <laughs> the big thing that i was thinking about is why not have it emphasize a very particular moment very clearly that pertains to the conversation that they're having 
or like Mm -hmm. instead of just I felt like it was kind of a general story playing out there or whatever it didn't feel like very specific if I would use a puppet I would use it very specifically to highlight a symbol or something yeah Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that was just me not getting it or if you guys also noticed something like no I I was in that same boat I was like uh what I know I can be (laughs) confused so I wanted to just see if you guys were feeling similarly um I I did notice one thing about the puppet scene for an island that is very anti-elf initially um as we were as they were finishing the puppet story i realized they're actually celebrating galadriel and her her yeah accomplishments. Her yes um and i was like that's really neat to see her be praised and cheered for when everybody else is you know when it's initially at least from Queen Regent's perspective, why is an elf here? Mm-hmm. When the elves helped find, you know, create your city and your your country. Um, but I liked that the at least it gave the perspective of the common people really like her. And um I hope that there's significance to that a little bit later. Because if if you have a public, if you have the public support, especially over the the royal support, it's not going to make the royals look good. Mm-hmm. The royals will have to change their tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have any further comments about uh, actors, staging, whatever? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand slash I think it falls into one of those things Serena where you're like they didn't explain enough like I can create storylines in my head to explain it and I have and I'm right me too one of those you know but like we went from Gladrail's not allowed to leave palace grounds and blah 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 to hey let's pony up and go visit my homeland where we love you (laughs) You yeah that didn't make sense to me how did wait I thought she wasn't allowed to leave (laughs) <laughs> how did he get away with that and I can again write stories in my head like okay what conversations he may have had or maybe they just left and it's kind of a big deal like because you know people would be freaking out and also Mar- Margot um one of the orcs that ends up dying he uh he really didn't have the same reaction to the sun as everybody else seemed to, which I found very annoying. Maybe he was developing resistant. Yeah, maybe he was like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe he's like a beefed up orc who's like, I eat the sun for breakfast. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But, but then he died. And so I was like, okay, maybe we're developing him as like this person, this like, more commandery orc who is more resistant to the sun who does have a story and he had a name and mm-hmm. then, he was named that's important. and then he died or mm-hmm. uh, maybe he didn't die maybe he just got stabbed in the throat with a twig i think he's the one who got stabbed in the throat with <laughs> he a got twig. stabbed in the throat um, with a twig <laughs> that's such a funny way to describe it i'm dying <laughs> I did have one other comment. Uh, It has to do with the the elves fighting scene with the the orc um, like enslavement. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a lot too much wire work for my liking. Mm, Tell tell me more. Um, Some of the the fighting stunt work was too over the top for it to feel real enough. Mm. There was 
too much fancy stuff with with wire work and the big jumps that are just like too fake. It was mm-hmm. like I knew we had some of the crazy stunts in Lord of the Rings, but they kept it as minimal as possible and kept the fighting as realistic as possible. So right, but you're also dealing with the video game generation. So like, I don't like it. You think they were trying to <laughs> make it gamey? I don't like it. I wanted I, I the thing I love most about Lord of the Rings and even parts of The Hobbit, even though The Hobbit's not my favorite film trilogy. Um it felt like it could be real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it felt like a historical piece like oh this used this happened way back before the you know it was just man. And now it's just, you know, Hollywood stunt work. And I'm mm. just like, ew. I don't I don't uh, like that. You wanted it to feel more natural in terms of the stunts. Yes. I feel like it's different, but similar. <laughs> Where I feel like <laughs> I liked it. But I would have liked it. I would have confidently liked it if it had more and by more I don't mean more stunty things but I mean more consistently um talented warrior elves yeah I feel like if you just have two elves that can fight among a whole company of warriors Mm -hmm. or scouts or whatever they were called um yeah, that's what made it more unrealistic to me. Yeah. Like I could I could be made to believe that this is like legit elfness and y'all are just badass. But y'all two people are badass and everybody else just sucks. Uh, <laughs> that's just the problem. Like, why did the secondary characters not have the ability to do anything serious? I don't get it. Yeah, they feel it, and and maybe it's because you put the video game thing in my head. But they feel like I'm sorry, um, I just influenced. No, no, <laughs> no, you're good. But they feel like the video game characters that are just there and can't do anything. The, the one liners just die. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, feel yeah. like NPCs. Mm-hmm. I get it now. It <laughs> Film. This is to prepare us for the video game that's coming out in the series later. <laughs> they're gonna drop it after episode seven i'm sure they will too knowing them they're probably gonna be like and we video game that's where our real money went to i don't yeah. like that just in a general sense hollywood the film industry oh it's no, so, we're talking about it. here we go it's so dumbed down and just yeah the quality mind-numbing like I know Lord of the Rings is fantasy. And yes, Legolas did some really cool. (laughs) And Legolas does some really cool moments that everybody remembers, like him sliding on the shield down the stairs. Mm, And the horse. Oh, yeah, and the horse scene. You can't forget the horse scene. But like they were, they felt special because only Legolas could do it. And Mm. He only did it when he needed to. So he wasn't show. He wasn't. He wasn't um, showboating. Yeah, and showboating. Yeah, he was just. I'm a little special because I'm an elf, and elves have magic. But I'm not going to Hollywoodize the stunt work and do all this crazy crap, like Mm -hmm. you know, fly seven feet in the air from a jump. Like nobody does that. No normal person, special. at least. Like, well, actually, with with um with Capoeira though, they can they can jump really high. Um, I know, but there's but, like there was definitely added aerial. Yeah, yeah, there was. It was very obvious to me that it was wires. Listen, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was definitely pumping. added. Yeah, <laughs> when adrenaline's pumping, we become superhuman and can do us. We fly away. Um. I just, I just, for a, a 
time period that's supposed to be so distant to us. I want stuff to be grounded more in reality. Yeah, it's a fantasy, but there's a line. You want it to feel real. Yeah, I wanted to feel real. That's the, mm-hmm. that was the whole movie magic. That was even with Game of Thrones, it felt like it could be real. Even points and I think of there's Star an Wars felt like it could be it, real. Mm-hmm. I think there's and an the, aspect to making it feel realistic that it pulls you into the story, and that's one uh, one of the reasons that we're not pulled into the story. Is yeah, like it, it doesn't feel. It feels like a show. It doesn't feel like. It do, you're not immersed in the world you're not immersed in the story or with mm, the characters i feel for the new audience you know new audience members especially like if you already love it if you already love tolkien a lot and you're like a, a lore nerd that's fine there's plenty of easter eggs mm-hmm. for you but if you're a we're new gonna watch it coming anyway. in yeah. it's kind of hard to stay mm-hmm. yeah 100 yeah. percent and I wish I would love to love it. Do you know? Yeah. I would love to love it. For real. Yeah, especially because we're doing a podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but I would love to love it. But right now I'm I'm just I'm just like really trying to figure out where it's going more than anything. Like I can't say yeah. I love or hate it right now yet because I haven't seen the corpus of the work and I won't I won't uh ruin it for myself by biasing myself right now like on one way or another until I see the whole first season but at the same time Mm -hmm. I would love to love I would love to love it I would love to see yeah this is great this is so good like I can see where your money went like and I can Mm -hmm. see how you're helping the new fans and yes thankfully some fans are getting into Tolkien now because of it which is the big point and why I'm mm-hmm. here on this podcast is because yeah. I love Tolkien and you all do too. But like, I think for me that that's where I get really disconnected. And yes, I am a technical person. Yes, we are all technical people in this conversation and we are not normies. But at the same time, you got to do something for your your cast, your audience to 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 connect more to the to the characters. And I think that's mm-hmm. a big critique that even some normal people are having even on the server, the other server that I told you guys about. So it's like, these guys are like, yeah, well, what, why can't we find, why don't we have more details? <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. what I'm keeping on hearing. And I mean, there's people that are, you know, shilling and selling it, but the average viewers are kind of like, yeah, I like this and I like this, but what about that? And the other, the other problem that I have is mm-hmm. when you're going to deviate between away from the books, Right, we all know it's a fan fiction, so I'll give a lot of license personally mm-hmm. for a fan fiction. But when it comes to like certain elements, you gotta at least you gotta really develop your OC characters to make it believable mm-hmm. and to fit in with the story. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess right now I'm not sure how they're developing. <laughs> so I'll be. I won't, I won't, mm-hmm. I won't knock it. Like, I feel like there needs to be time. And I know it's a slow moving train because they have five seasons, but at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my thing, I mean, going into every episode, I'm like, I hope this was better than the one I watched that I didn't like. But then. And this one wasn't. No, it wasn't. Two was great. It's also Wayne. <laughs> yep. Okay. It's also Wayne Yip. I have episode a lot of two did, it was really movie. strong for me. And I'm hoping this doesn't him. become an every other episode is really good. <laughs> well, we haven't got to Charlotte Brandstorm yet, and she's good. She has two. She has two episodes, so I hope they didn't restrain her creativity on this because she's generally very good. Um, um, either way, it just it it feels like the show needs. A solid showrunner to make sure everybody stays consistent with each other, you know, the way Jon Favreau Mm -hmm. does with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and Star Wars and the Star Wars TV shows. He's he's doing an amazing job keeping everything consistent Mm -hmm. 
with mm-hmm. between directors and you know they 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 switch off on the writing and you know he's just making sure it's true to the world of star wars they don't have it it really feels like they don't have someone there going this is not true to the world of middle earth pull it back mm-hmm. and you're not being consistent with each other yeah i feel like almost like they need a tolkien nerd in charge (laughs) they need a tolkien nerd in charge and i feel like i'm not sure if all the directors writers were like uh, i don't think they were in line with each other I don't think they're in line with each other. I don't think they're in line with the characters. Mm, You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... So talk about that, please. Because I think this is something we really need to talk about. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we were involved in the show that shall not be named. And um, (laughs) after we finished shooting season one of a show that shall never be named... um, I did interviews with all of the cast and came to find out that the director didn't sit down and actually flesh out their characters with them and talk with them about who their characters were and what they meant and really help the um, actors relate to their character. And I feel like that is what is missing in this TV show is like, we didn't sit like the it's not it's not the actors i'm not blaming the actors at all mm-hmm. i it's it's the directors and the writers aren't all connecting to who each of the characters are individually and i feel like if they don't have that connection with the character and they don't know that person inside and out then neither can we as an audience and that's like i mean allison you know you're familiar with my like i'm very familiar with your style yes <laughs> like like I like I get to know characters in a script right and you're good and then I'm like you know Joe Schmo would never have said this Mm -hmm. like you know like that's just not and I feel like they just don't and I don't know and I'm I'm trying sitting over here trying to figure out what could cause this is it like because it's Lord um, of the Rings and they expect it to just work no 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 let her let her let her draw this out a minute Hold on. Get your sensitive, but let her let her talk this through because this is one of the Justine Prime moments where she's like gonna tell us a nugget of wisdom that we can remember forever. Just like life's sweet nectar. Anyway. Life's sweet nectar. Um yeah, no, I'm just like, okay, did did we just dole out pages of the script where it's like, oh, your season's gonna focus on this, your season's gonna focus on that, your season or or like or like did did people have the full season script, like the full script of the whole seasons together to work? Because it, it doesn't feel like that happened at all. And I, I think it got parsed out personally. I don't, I don't think it was really. I think they had some kind of like plan, like you're going to take this, this, this. It seems mm-hmm. to feel like that. Like here, you get these episodes, you get these episodes, you get these. But it doesn't seem like. And I, I'm not going to talk for them. I think they should come talk to themselves in the post right episode thing mm-hmm. but it yeah i agree with you keep going on this because i think you may you may know you may be onto something here yeah no so i just i feel like people may have different ideas of who different characters are and so that's why at different times i feel like we're getting a different story and so then i'm like i don't know who this character is and i don't care because because you're not going to care about somebody who you can't actually pin down who they are as a person, who their personality, like what their personality is and feel for them. Like, if I have no idea what you're feeling, I'm never going to feel for you. (laughs) I can't figure you out at all. And you're just that weird character on the side. And I feel like that's what we're operating with right now is a lot of weird main characters who aren't, pulling us in because you know we have no insight to who they are and it's like uh, a psych 101 thing is like you know how do you how do you get 
people to like you, you know, there's like, there's eye contact, there's like talking to them and there's asking them for a favor. That's like a huge thing. It's like, Oh, can you like hand me that? Or like something oh, absolutely. small. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing. We're not getting that from these characters. There's, there's no like little insight into like their life, their, their little, like, like, I feel like the film version of that is there needs to be like a little window into my private personality. You know what I mean? Who I am to myself, not just who I show to the world. And I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen that in anybody, but maybe Nori, maybe. Nori would be the yes. only one. Nori, definitely. Yeah. That's why I like the Harfoot so much because you get to know them as mm-hmm. them, you know, whereas Gladrill, it's like, this isn't the Gladriel we know. This isn't the Elrond we know. Like, it feels like completely different characters. It doesn't even feel like well, even a even if of even if they were self. even if they were the characters we knew, we haven't had those moments of like being let into their inner self. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. like, because I feel like there's a way to connect a character, even if like you're portraying a character completely wrong. Like you can get buy-in, you can get people to care about Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. but you need that, that hook, that little window for folks to actually like see the character and like them or not like them because you don't always want people to like a character, but that's the thing is like, you need that little. You need something that connects you as a human to this person. Because that's what humans do. We connect with each other on the smallest of levels. Oh, we eat the same breakfast. Or, oh, we like the same drink brand. Or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we, we shop at the same mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, you know. Yo, I have the same nightgown as Gladwell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's nothing yeah, that like. makes m- me feel like I need to get to know these people. Most of these characters. Diesel, though, I feel I did her. say most. <laughs> yeah. There are a few characters <laughs> that I'm like, I want to know more about them because they they are really interesting and they seem really genuine. But the other ones, it's, it's all superficial, surface-level character development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I mean, I would, I would hesitate to even say character development. Character, structure, character, just characters. (laughs) Service level characters. (laughs) Uh uh Even if it's it's the worst character ever written, like, and I mean, when I mean worse, I mean like evil. Like, uh, think of the the main character. The darkest darkest character. Like, think of like No Country for Old Men. People mm-hmm. still love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he's an mm-hmm. awful mm-hmm. Yeah. sociopath. And yet people still really like him because of how well the character was written. I mean, mm-hmm. you can write the nastiest character on earth, and people are still gonna find some way to connect to them if it's well. I mean, done. think of the show you. That's mm-hmm. I didn't watch right that show. Well, was big. <laughs> Like, I actually you had the total one. window into his life and his psyche, and people were like, "Oh, he's he's a good guy. Oh, but he kills people." <laughs> These characters aren't written. They're two D. They're 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 one D. Don't even give them two D credit. They're, wow, they're, they're, Yo, that they're, was low. They're, low. <laughs> they're single dimension. <laughs> they're they're one dimension characters. They're just. On We're paper, they're not, they're not. You better back out. your flame a little there. So, what's making them one dimensional for you? Because that was a low blow, <laughs> yo. <laughs> they're just, there's not a lot to that. I mean, just there's not a lot to them. They're, you know, with we were saying with Gladio, she's very one track minded, doesn't mm. have any other emotion other than like on edge. Or like, I have to do my thing and I don't care what you think or say, you know, doesn't stop to think of how she's affecting other people like a normal person would be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't stop to think about the broader picture of anything. It's just, you know, it's like you, 
you set your your game character to go to a location and it just auto runs for you yeah and i feel like honestly i will say i feel like i'm harder on gladrail's character because we have the backstory because we have the backstory right. and we can't connect to her. Other people don't have the back. Like, if you're just, you know, oh, look, look at this it's new show on Amazon. Right. I'm going to watch it. Like, you have no backstory going in. How, how, how are we ever going to expect, you know, Sally say so from across the street to like, relate <laughs> to this character when she knows nothing about her? when we know all the things about her and we still can't relate mm. we're like now i do like with with elrond we we are connecting with him more and we are learning more about him through his interactions with the dwarves um and through his interactions with you know uh Celebrimbor. um mm -hmm. and so he's he's making more sense to me but like Arandir and Galadriel, they're they're just, and it it sucks because it's Galadriel. It's my like one of my favorite characters. She's played a by wonderful one of my character. Favorite. I love her character arc in like, the book. And it's just like you're not making me connect. Like I don't, I'm not interested in a character I've spent all these years really admiring. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's fair and mm -hmm. it's it's disheartening and upsetting because i'm like i love galadriel i love when she shows mm. up in in the hobbit movies and i love when we get to see her i love her scenes in lord of the rings and we know how strong she is we know how powerful she is we know how important she is and mm -hmm. it's like none of that is here mm. not even that's an fair. ounce not even a smidgen not even a little like Dollop. sneak preview of it it's just it's it's just flat it's like mm. this is a great character and there's no nothing to her yeah besides oh i'm hunting sauron okay cool nobody cares that's it <laughs> literally nobody cares in this show nobody else cares because nobody's like you're crazy it. lady like yeah it's like and it's just it's it's killing my interest in the show the because the I show. don't yeah. care about the characters. If I don't care about the characters, I'm not gonna watch a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I don't wanna if I if there's no reason for me to find out what's gonna happen to them, <laughs> then I'm just not I'm I if if we weren't doing this podcast, I would not be watching the show. Thank you for being here to critique with us. Appreciate I'm just you. being honest. <laughs> I would have made it to episode three and dumped it. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're here, so you can air your thoughts. <laughs> I I do uh, hope that it improves. I do hope that it gets stronger as time goes on. That does happen sometimes, but yeah, that's true. It does get better over time sometimes. We'll we'll see. <laughs> Fingers, toes, arms, legs, cross. everything crossed. <laughs> yeah. I think this is like a really good place where we can kind of end the thoughts unless Justine, you have more you wanted to add. Uh, no, I think that's great for this episode. Yeah, we, um, I think what, I think if I could summarize a little bit of what we're saying for our audience, because we kind of went on a little bit of a trail, mm -hmm. which is good, because I think we needed to verbally process some of what we were feeling. And I, that's what I really appreciate about this podcast. We get a chance to do it in a constructive way. <laughs> well, the rest of social media is kind of either like on one huge extreme over here or one over there. I think basically what I would summarize from this conversation is our jury is way out. We're not that impressed, but I well, think if they saved right? I mean, if they were able to do something to make stuff come together in the future in a really meaningful mm -hmm. way, I think we would be more sold on it. We could forgive some of the previous mistakes, but yeah, we'll see if they can pull that off. And we're just, I think we're just really just being show critics here and, and, and looking at the holes for what they are, because with this kind of budget, we would expect more. 
And I think that's, oh, that's I a think little that's Swiss cheese. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it should be more like Munster, where there's like a little bit of holes, but mostly soft. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you could have, like, you know, there's plenty of films that have a high budget that do have Easter eggs and goofs and gaps and fine. Right. But you You're can never tell, get rid of them all. Right. You no, can't. I impossible. mean, that's impossible. <laughs> but at least you can use the wide brush stroke to get most of that, you know, most of the colors filled in. So, Anyway, I think this is a good place we can stop. Thanks for joining us today. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.